0: Take
1: a three-step drop. He's going to take off. He's got green grass. 45, 50, 45, 40. Down the sideline to a 40, 25, 20, 15, 10, a great to tackle. He's in the end
0: zone. D.J. Palmer, another big time run. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Westwood Wildcat Football with Coach Ford. Coach, great to have you on the line once again to talk about Westwood Wildcat Football. Randall, it's so good to be here. Coach, and thankfully we get to talk about another big Westwood Wildcat win. Westwood wraps up their regular season at home against the Crisp Academy Cougars and beat them fifty-five to sixteen. Coach, congratulations on a big win.
1: Well, it was a good win, and uh, we knew that it was going to be, you know, one of those kind of one of one of those kind of battles. Uh, they've got some big kids, some strong kids, uh, quite a few seniors. Um, and so we knew it was going to be a, a physical kind of a game, uh, and early on, well, I'll tell you what, they came right at us and, and knocked us off the ball and had some early success, but we weathered that storm and, uh, we were able to just, uh, to come out on top and we're just so pleased that we were able to do
0: that. Coach, they they scored first and converted the two point conversion. They went up eight to nothing, but the Wildcats answered. DJ Palmer a one yard touchdown pass to Ben Shira, and then connected to Shira again to tie it up at eight. And then, Coach, they come out and uh, DJ Palmer with a big interception there, and uh, just well, played well.
1: Yeah, he he, you know, DJ is uh, you know, does a lot of does a lot for us other than just play quarterback. And, of course, again, you know, we're real hesitant uh, to use him on defense. We're hesitant to use him as our punt returner, but he does such a really good job. And so we try to utilize him, you know, with some wisdom uh, when we feel like it gives us a, a good opportunity to, uh, to shut some people down or to make a big play. And D.J. got a good read on the ball. We, we had good edge pressure from James Darden uh, all night long. he he never got a sack, but there were so many times where he was able to get off his block and get his long arms up there and and get in the face of the quarterback quickly. And on that play, he was able to do it. Distracted the quarterback a little bit, threw a little bit of errant, but uh, DJ had a bead on it the whole way and and made a nice diving uh, interception to give us great field position and a lot of momentum.
0: And he, DJ Palmer again, had a six-yard touchdown run, and that put the Wildcats up fourteen to eight. And uh, and then he come back, and on another drive, he had he hit Bo Holton the sixteen-yard touchdown pass, and then the two-point conversion to Ben Shira again, a second two-point pass to Ben Shira for the night put the Wildcats up twenty-two to eight. So. Looking good so far, and then uh, Caden Godwin had a twenty-three yard field goal. Coach, uh, did he have a lot of touchbacks again? I, I didn't know that part. I wasn't at the game, so I was just looking at some stats, thanks to Coach Gary Coker that sent me. But uh, had a twenty-yard, twenty-three yard field goal for for Caden Godwin.
1: Well, uh, all of that is is you know, or are things that we're striving to do more of. And uh, trying to take advantage of it, the fact that the fact that Bo had uh, you know several catches and 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 one was for a touchdown. The fact that that Ben uh, had again several catches and also had one of those for a touchdown. Um, Weston Fears had a couple of catches and a touchdown reception as well. And, Of course, Caden Godwin didn't have a touchdown, but but he. I uh, had two two receptions for, for 63 yards. We're trying to spread the ball around. You know, it's easy to kind of get locked in on your favorite. And, and again, D.J. Uh, is, is like everybody else. He can get into that kind of habit. But we've really been working. He and Coach Daltrey and the receivers and the running backs have really been working hard these past couple of weeks to try to really – uh, emphasize moving the ball around, throwing to different levels, taking what the defense uh, gives us, and he's doing a much better job uh, about that. And not perfect; still got a ways to go, but we still got time to get better, and so we are seeing that. Um, you know, Caden had um, he had several touchbacks. I can't remember the exact number. I want to say that there was only one ball and that was the very first kickoff of the night that was not a touchback for him. Um, And he's just getting better and better at striking the ball, feeling more comfortable about that. And um, even on a very cool night, the ball was traveling for him. And boy, we got that opportunity to to kick that field goal. It was a little bit furthered out on a fourth down than we than we wanted to go for, but we felt like it was a comfortable uh, opportunity for Caden to, 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 to get a good field goal opportunity, and he hit it good, had a good snap, good hold, and he hit it true, and boy, it was nice to see Caden knock that ball through the, through the goal post there.
0: Boy, just Caden Godwin, just a tremendous weapon for the Wildcats, uh, along with all the the seniors really stepping up, playing big. Jacob Workman, Caden Godwin, D.J. Palmer, James Darden, uh, Trace Lambert, those guys, and 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 there's one more, James, Jason Rude. Those guys just play through a, just a great whale of a game. And when you need your senior leadership, it just seems like they step up and deliver. So. Good job for them. And then how about the junior, uh, Bo Holton, with a pick six on the night? He actually had two pick sixes, as I understand it. Right, Coach? Well, he
1: did. And, and, you know, Bo's one of those where earlier in the year we were not playing that much on defense, primarily because, you know, during the spring he had that knee injury during baseball. And, you know, all those kinds of things come into Come into play when Coach Daltry and I are talking about players and and you know how much we should you know play them on both sides of the ball, special teams. When can we get them some rest? When can we you know keep them from having to do too too very much? But Bo has been just working so very hard and has really overcome that knee injury and and the past couple of ball games has made some really critical some key uh performances for us just tackling the football in open space that we felt like well we need to give Bo a few more opportunities out there and he really took advantage of them covering his guy and and again getting a good read on the getting a good read on the ball and uh not just catching it but then getting up the sideline and and uh and getting down the field and getting into the end zone and of course, of course, the rest of the guys did a great job in recognizing right away that they, the ball was picked, and they did a really good job of blocking and screening uh, the crisp players off, off of Bow to give Bo a, a good opportunity to, uh, to score on, on both of those interceptions. And, boy, it was a big lift to get those two uh, uh, defensive touchdowns like that.
0: Two big plays. Uh, one pick six Bo Holton had was a 40 yard return to the end zone for a touchdown. The other, a 74 yard touchdown return for a touchdown I mean wow that's just a lot of a lot of yards to cover a good heads up play by Bo Holton and like you said once he gets the ball then the defense kind of becomes the offense paving the way blocking for him and just huge and also uh, DJ Palmer had a five-yard touchdown pass to Weston Fears who also ran one in uh, so Weston Fears, a, a weapon turning out to be, a young sophomore, but he, he ran one in and caught one. How big is that to have your running back able to play wide receiver and be able to catch the ball as good as he can run with it?
1: Well, one of the things that we really try to emphasize to our guys is that they're not just a specific position, but they're they're a football player. And they're a football player that is – that that provides a lot of flexibility in what they can and, you know, what they can bring to the team. And so we're constantly trying to encourage them to grow their skill set and, and that kind of thing. And Weston has come a long way since joining our football team last year as a freshman uh, in catching the, catching the football Uh, last year as, as a freshman, particularly early in the summer and, and going into the fall, that was not what you would consider one of his strong suits. Tough, yes. Hard nosed runner, yes. You know, competitive, yes. But he struggled really being able to, to locate the ball and, and catch it with the consistency, you know, that, that, that you want. But boy, he has, tremendous, he has worked so hard on it. And it was just so good to see him uh, last night, the other night, catch that ball and get it into the end zone. And then, like you say, be in the backfield. Take that hand off, read his blocks, accelerate, run through a tackle, and uh, and dive into the end zone, and you know it just it just consent continues to to show the versatility of the athletes that we have that makes it difficult for the other team to just dial in just on DJ or just on Caden or just on Ben or somebody like that. You've got to cover the whole field, and and uh, boy, I tell you what. Coach Daltrey has a hard job, but those kinds of athletes out there being able to make plays makes it uh, a little bit easier. So uh, we're pleased with him, and we're glad that he's just a sophomore, and
0: we're looking forward to having him for for the next two years. Coach, it just seems like – uh, you know, you got a roster full of dynamic players, Weston Fears being one of them. But how about your young guys, Braxton Etheridge and Dalton DeLoach, both freshmen and both come up with huge fumble recoveries. Now, now, how did those go? Did they cause the fumbles, recover him or, or how did that go down? Well, we had
1: we had several people that caused, caused fumbles. You know, James Darden had two caused fumbles. Braxton did have a caused fumble. Uh, and so – Those were the three guys that caused the fumbles. Of course, Braxton got his. Uh, Grayson Stanland got one of James Darden's, and then Dalton Delotes got the other caused fumble by James Darden. And again, you know, we had the opportunity the other night, uh, like we did with Baker, to get our younger guys on the field. And, you know, that's something that we really strive to do. We've not been able to do it, we've not done as good a job, maybe as we could have or should have. Uh, earlier in the season, but we recognize how hard these younger guys are working. Uh, they are a vital part of, of our game preparation uh, as we look uh, at the, our opponents' offense and defensive formations, and we try to replicate that with these young guys you know, all week long. And so we, we recognize that they're really, really, really working hard, and boy, it's good to see These young guys get in there and make some plays and uh, and come up with some turnovers like that and boy turnovers just give your team a a, they just give your team a tremendous lift uh, that just carries over through the rest of the team and so for Braxton to get that uh, to cause a fumble and recover it and for for uh, Dalton to to fall on one as well boys were big and uh, we needed them at the time and it's good to see
0: them rewarded for their hard work. Again, that's your senior leadership in there, James Darden, getting in there, causing and fumbles. Uh, you know, even though he didn't recover them, he still caused them, and those other guys couldn't have recovered them unless he caused them. So, a good job on his part. Uh, also – Well, it
1: was. Go ahead, Coach. Well, it was. And, you know, and again, like you say, you know, a lot of times those kinds of things go unnoticed. Uh, you know, Trace – uh, Lamberth in there at nose guard, getting double teamed, and lots of times that goes unnoticed. You know, as he's eating up blocks, and you know James and 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 Trace and Grayson Stanland, and and then those guys on the offensive line. You know, uh, uh, Trace on the offense, James on the offense, Ashton King on the offense, Luke Moss on the offensive line. Those guys, you know, doing a lot of the yeoman work that that a lot of times goes unnoticed because boy, that ball gets thrown or that, that, that electric, powerful run gets, gets done or, you know, those kinds of things quickly take our attention away from what's going on there in the trenches. But, you know, they have great pride about what they do, and uh, they recognize uh, how important of a role they have on our team. And uh, our skill players think a lot of them and appreciate them. And, uh, you know, they know how hard they work, and we wouldn't be winning these ball games. Without our uh, that that really good offensive line and defensive line work, so we're proud of them for sure.
0: That's really good to hear, Coach. Uh, let me ask you about this. Uh, at, at one point, late in the game, I guess it was, you guys decided just to punt on first down.
1: Well, we did, and and you know, one of the things that that Coach Coach Daltrey and I have, and of course, we have relationships all over the GISA and. Um, you know, we one of their players, you know, Ty Griner played for us, has played for us for the past, past couple of years, grew up here, but now he's a member of their football team, and we have great respect for Ty. Um, we have great respect for their coaching staff over there at Crisp. Uh, coach Daltrey played for Coach Coach Jones, Price Jones, when Price was the head football coach at Pelham. And we would never want to do anything to embarrass or to try to show up their kids, because, again, we know how hard our kids work, and we know how hard their kids are working as well, and we wanted to show some respect there. And, you know, we were moving the ball so good, and, and our offense is predicated on spreading you out and throwing the football, and that's what we practice. So it's hard to say, okay, well, let's just line up and run the high, and we'll just run it downhill. Well, we really don't have... We really don't have a lot of that in our in our playbook. And we also don't really have a third-string quarterback. Uh, what we have are two really good first- and second-string quarterbacks in D.J. and Ben. And so we thought, how can we not embarrass them by probably putting up more points? What would be the best thing for us to do? And so we felt like, you know what? As soon as we get the ball back, as soon as we get into a position, we're just gonna we're gonna work on our punting. We're gonna punt the ball away and then let these young guys play defense. And if Chris scores on us, well then that's not gonna hurt our feelings. You know we're gonna compete. Makes our kids have to compete in a in a in a tough situation against a quality team. Uh, and Chris was able to put another touchdown on the board against us, but uh, they earned it, and uh, it was a good learning tool for our young guys to have to have to get out there and get after it and. Of course, then they kicked off to us, and right away we, we punted the rock ball right back to them to kind of finish the game. And if the clock hadn't been running, you know, one of, those, one of those deals, our guys would have had to go out there and play defensive again. But that was our thinking. We just we didn't want to embarrass them. We didn't want to uh, show any disrespect to them. And we have so much uh, appreciation for, for what they're doing over there at Chris that we just felt like we'd scored enough and we didn't want to score anything on accident.
0: Coach, that was a class act thing to do, and uh, really, it was good to see. It's, they did score again, and it was Ty Griner that got the touchdown. So, of anybody over there that gets one, it might as well be him, right?
1: That's exactly right. That is true.
0: Well, Coach, uh, congratulations again on the big win, fifty-five to sixteen, over the Crisp Academy Cougars. Coach, uh, what what's the most important thing? Uh, that football teaches these young players in life
1: well I, you know football is not is not the only thing out there but but we recognize we have kids that love the game and they want to play uh, and by golly we want to give them the opportunity to do that but it's more than just playing a game you know it's the it's the dedication it's the discipline it's the sacrifice um it's the selflessness of being part of a team um, that they have to do, and not just for a little bit of time. We start in, you know, we, we start getting ready for football at the end of May, right before we let out of school, and then all summer long, we're working as a unit. They're working individually. Sometimes they're working in small groups, sometimes they're working in large groups sometimes they're doing it on their own because of their, again, commitment and dedication and desire to improve and that kind of thing. So all of those things just kind of are intertwined that we're trying to uh, let our young men and, and also young women, because, you know, we've got, we've got a young lady on our team this year is doing a tremendous job. And uh, so we want them to focus on those things. Yes, we're working hard, and we want to win games because, heck, winning's a whole lot, lot more fun than, and, and enjoyable than losing. But the biggest thing is when it's all said and done, and these guys have played for one year or four years of varsity football at Westwood, they're ready to go out into the world because they understand that life is tough, you know, you're gonna to have to get out there every day. You're gonna to have to go to work. You're gonna have to you have to deal with people that sometimes you don't that you don't like, you don't love. But by golly, you know you work with them or they're your boss. Um, and you know there's just gonna be adversity out there. And that's not to say that everything in life is tough and hard and you know adversity you know stricken and and whatever. But we know it's gonna be a big part of it. And we want our guys to know what it's like to just hunker down, commit. And, um, and show the discipline and the determination to just get up every morning and do the very best that you can and at the end of the day be able to say, you know what, I did the best that I could, and, uh, you know, I was a good person, I did it with integrity, and, um, you know, I, I think I can do it again tomorrow. And so that's, that's what we're trying to instill in our young men and young women, and I think they're doing a really good job. I think uh, what we see on the field is kind of indicative of that. And, um, of course, again, what we do is only a small part to what our, you know, what our young men and young women's parents are doing every day, all the time, long before we get them and long after we have them. So uh, that's pretty much kind of what our focus is, you know, other than just the X's and O's of football.
0: Coach, it was good to see – you got to play a lot of the kids on your roster. looks like a lot of the younger kids got to play. Uh, Gracie Stewart got to do some kicking. Again, the, the first female player to ever play on a Westwood Wildcat football team. Uh, that's huge, Coach, getting to play these younger kids, getting them ready. Coach, now what does it mean now that the regular season's over? Where does Westwood go from here?
1: Well, we are fortunate that we, uh, we finished – second overall uh in the eight man division so that allows us to have a have a bye this coming week so um uh we along with windsor windsor is the uh, number one ranked team we both get a bye and so we will be facing in the second round of the playoffs we'll be facing the winner of the westminster and holy spirit prep uh game and of course you know uh Westminster we played them earlier in the year had to make that long travel over to Augusta uh and wound up beating them 26 to 10 uh they're a good football team they're a well coached football team they've got a lot of good athletes they're similar to our size they've got a few more kids than we do uh but as far as the breakdown goes juniors and seniors and such um you know their size and our size it's going to be a great matchup. We feel like that's who will, who will win, but that's why you play the game. You never know. But we'll use this week to go ahead and pull out all that old film and um, the, the, the other things that we've got written down on Westminster, and we'll go ahead and start remembering those things and working on those things and preparing uh, for a showdown with Westminster uh, on November the 12th uh here in camilla at the Woodyard, and of course right now we feel like we feel like that's who it'll be so that's what our focus will be and that game is going to be at 6 30 randall we're we're going to move it up a little bit um westminster requested that and we feel like with the time change and the weather that uh that a 6:30 kickoff will uh will be a good thing and uh we're kind of excited about that to have a little bit of an earlier kickoff and uh, so that's what we'll be doing for the next two weeks is Preparing for Westminster.
0: That's that's awesome, Coach. So you get uh, them in two weeks uh, at six thirty kickoff, like you said, at home. That's a how big is it to get to play this playoff game at home?
1: Well, it's tremendous, and of course, you know, travel is tough. Um, you know, again, when you when you've got a a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of juniors and seniors that that have that have gone to. Uh, gone to away games and they, they they they've got a great understanding of what they do and and they've got a lot of maturity well you don't worry quite so much about it but we play a lot of young people and we've got we've got young people that we count on and sometimes the travel can be a little bit of a distraction so we are so thankful that um that we're going to be playing at home and that westminster has to come to us and um we know that our home fans, our, our our crowd will be be excited to, to to see us play and they'll be there supporting our guys and just the 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 normalcy of going to school and having a pregame meal and then dressing in the uh in the locker rooms here at you know at school and then getting on the minibuses and driving over and, and kicking off at Centennial in the woodyard. Um, we feel like is just a tremendous advantage for us and of course we know it'll be a tough game but uh anytime you can get a little bit of an advantage you just want to be thankful for it and we are so much uh that we get to play at home
0: no doubt about it coach uh you know you guys got a a week off to prepare and then you you like I said you're going to have that game at home now uh this week here what will you guys be doing preparation wise? You mentioned watching the film, but anything different since you don't have a game this Friday night, as far as preparation goes?
1: Well, we won't do we won't do a lot different. I mean, we uh, you know one of the things that you know I talked to Coach Daultrey about after the ball game was to go ahead and as we looked at the crisp film over the weekend and just reviewing kind of what we did and where our strengths were and where our weaknesses were we'll use some of this coming week to focus on where our weaknesses are uh, and trying to raise those things up um, but you know we'll we'll just it'll just be a normal uh, a normal week for us in that regard it just won't be a game on Friday night now one of the other things that we just kind of have to keep in mind as we work here is that, Uh, we have a significant number of our players uh, either as a cast member or part of the crew to our one-act play, and and that's on Tuesday. And so if they come in first or second, then the following week, that week we are in game week, they'll be traveling overnight to Vidalia to compete in the state one-act play competition. And uh, we feel very confident that, um, uh, that that will happen for our guys and, and, and girls and that they'll, that they'll finish in the top two. Hopefully they'll finish first at region on Tuesday, and then they'll go off to state, and we know that they'll do very well over there. So that will impact when we can practice and how many days we're going to practice. So we're very fortunate that we do have this open week, So really we're going to be melding this coming week and next week into one long game week, because we're going to have some, we're going to have some unnatural breaks in there, but there's nothing we can do about it. We're excited for our kids to have that opportunity to be in that one act play and, and to compete. And we got so many people have seen it. Uh, I saw what the other, the other night on Thursday night and was just thoroughly impressed with, with what our, with what our young people are, are doing. And, the hard work that they put in, not just with football and school, but in so many other ways. And, you know, we want to support them in every way we can. And, you know, we sure don't want to make, make football a burden on those that have chosen to participate in the one act play. So we're going to work with them. And, and when they're here, we'll practice football, but when they're doing their one act play, we want that to be their hundred percent focus. And uh, we feel like, they're going to do do well in both
0: areas. No doubt about it, Coach. I have faith they will. Uh, Hard-working group of talented kids. you got multi-sports, you know, some of them participate in three different sports, some of them more than that. And then you mentioned the drama club, these plays, uh, a little bit of everything. These kids are involved in just about everything you can be involved in in school, and then uh, they've got lives at home where they work and stuff like that and compete in like Trace Lambert's competes uh, with the uh, the showing of the livestock. So he's a uh, you know master four I, I I've butchered what he does. I'm absolutely sure, but but you know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly right, Randall. They're just busy, and of course, again, you know this as well as I do. As adults, our lives are just like that. We're busy. We're doing our job. We're with our family. We're doing the we're doing hobbies. We're you know, we're engaged in the community, doing, doing, doing things that are, that, are, that are important for our community. And our kids are learning how to do that in school. And um, that's why we feel like, you know, when our kids graduate and move on, and whether they go to college or whether they go to trade school or whether they join the, the military or whether they just go out and get a job, we feel like they're, they're ready to pursue that next thing uh, in their life, and you just, you know, you just have to say, "Boy, I tell you what, uh, we're really impressed with with how hard they work, their commitment level, and the passion that they pursue the things that they love to do." And I've got twenty, I've got twenty football players that uh, that are passionate about Westwood football, and uh, we appreciate them, we love them, and um, we're just grateful that we get at least one more time to play football. We hope it'll be two. But we've got to earn that, and so we're going to do everything we can this week and next week to prepare for Westminster. Try to get a W, whatever the score is. As long as we got one more than them when the fourth quarter is over, we
0: we feel we'll feel good about it. Oh, no, absolutely, Coach. I can't wait to talk to you again and, and wish you guys uh, uh, all the luck and safety and preparation for this week and two weeks down the road here and. Hopefully we'll be talking to you soon, Coach, about another big Westwood win. Well, I, I do too, and uh, I sure do look forward to it. All right, coach. Thank you so very much, and there it is. We'll see you guys next week.